Hello, and welcome back to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser, and this week my guest is Dana. She is a full-time mother of three young children, ages three, six, and seven. She's married to a wonderful Cuban man who immigrated to Canada to spend his life with her. She is a part-time bookkeeper and entrepreneur. She's also a best-selling author of the book, Finding a Better Way. She holds a morning study group and loves to expand her knowledge as well with others. She also holds a bi-weekly mastermind group to collaborate and help further her clients as well as her own personal growth. Her next book is to be released is called Seven Secrets to Manifesting Anything. And she is also writing her third book about beliefs while intensively studying the natural laws of the universe. Dana also loves to dive into coaching clients and creating products to help people be more productive and grateful. Everybody, please welcome Dana. Hi, Dana. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, tell us about your fearless female journey. So my journey has been definitely filled with growth. As I said, I married a Cuban man, so his adjustment to Canada wasn't very good. So we ended up having three kids under four years. So mm-hmm. it was it was it was really a struggle for ourselves and our marriage. And How did you meet? How did you meet your husband? We met on vacation, actually. I went to Cuba with my parents in 2012, and he was the entertainment staff. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So we ended up falling in love, and we got married nine months later, and we went through immigration, and he was in Canada with me seven months after. Uh, But I'd, I'd also quit my job, sold everything I had to move to Cuba with him just to see how he lived his life. Yeah. So that way his transition in Canada would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. <laughs> Each winter, it was really difficult with him because he would experience really bad culture shock. Yeah. So and I'm sure it, like high depression because he comes from like a tropical place to going to somewhere super freezing, gloomy and dark. And you have to stay indoors all the time. Yes. And the cold weather, he, he wasn't a big fan of either. <laughs> So in 2019, he ended up leaving me and he made it all the way to the airport. Yeah, so thankfully what happened was he called me from the airport and we ended up talking until about 2, 2.30 in the morning. And he just, he said, you know, I, I, I want you to come and pick me up. So I went and I picked him up and our lives started changing from that point. So mm. my first step was I I saw a program from Bob Proctor called The Science to Getting Rich. Oh my god, I love and Bob I, Proctor. He's absolutely amazing. He, I know, he changed so sad that he just passed away, huh? Yes, that was so sad. <laughs> so what happened was I booked a call and I made sure that my husband was home from work. So we watched it together and we we both loved it. We both thought that it was the next step to to make things better because We were on the verge of splitting up and we had three small children and a house and just we built a life together. So it was it was really difficult. Uh, Then COVID happened. So the pandemic happened. So I was at home with my three kids. Uh, homeschooling two of them and the little one she probably would have been about one and a half at that point yeah that's a lot of work yeah it was hard and I was working part-time as a bookkeeper for an engineering firm and I'm so blessed that they allowed me to work remotely and give me the flexibility to have my kids and just 
live my life while doing my job. So there's a lot of times where I'll actually work after the kids go to bed just to make sure everything works together. So back to the program, we did the program together. We purchased it. I downloaded all of the audio for him so that he could, for my husband, so that he could listen to it at work. And then I would listen to it while working. And then I would do the questions to the workbook after my job was finished and after the kids would go to bed. So that's how our journey started. And like, I I can't tell you how much both of us have changed. It's just neither one of us is the same person as two years ago. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It's yeah, it's an amazing thing, self-help and like meeting gurus and coaches that are out there. I love, I love Bob Proctor. My, my whole thing turned around when I discovered Tony Robbins and my whole life changed. And these coaches, I think so many people don't understand that they have really, really discovered a way to like help us, you know, as humans to look at things from a different perspective, you know, and here's the thing. If you do the same thing over and over expecting different results, it's called insanity. Right. And so here you guys are, both of you guys are just like, we love each other. We've built this life together yet. We don't know how to navigate life with all of all the other, in, you know, when you fall in love, you're just like, I'm in love, right? But you don't think about all the little nuances that have that have to happen to have a successful marriage, you know, like finances and temperaments and just like the little things that probably irk each other, like leaving the clothes on the floor, the dishes unwashed or just and then to add on top of that three children. And especially for him, I always like can't imagine how people just leave their country to go somewhere else, don't know the language, don't know the traditions or the anything. And you're sitting there trying to like start a whole new life. You know, that's an, in itself, like a whole nother ball of worms, right? Yep, exactly. It was a struggle. I, I would have to say the worst part of our marriage was the first year and a half when he had arrived to Canada Yeah, because yeah. He, he came from a communist country So there, there's not very many options. When he came here, it took us seven months just to find him a pair of name brand shoes that he wanted. And we ended up having to drive two and a half hours away from our house to find the ones that he wanted and and liked that fit his feet. So it it was, it was a struggle. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about Bob Proctor and his program and what it did for you and your marriage. Basically, the program made us both navigate ourselves. So after you have children, you you lose yourself. And I remember after having my second son, I just told him, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just trying to learn who I am again. Mm-hmm. So just give me a break. And and like I had really bad anxiety for years and it was under control until I had my second son and then I got postpartum depression. So not only is my husband dealing with a very emotional, unbalanced wife, he's also dealing with his own emotions of missing his family and not having He was just really stressed out with his job because he he didn't like his job at the time. So what happened with the program was it helped us discover ourselves. 
It helped us sit down together as a team and say, okay, well, you know what? What do we really want? Like, how do we want to parent? How do we want our marriage to look like? Do we want to be friends? Because we were friends before we got married. That's actually what made us get married is because we became best friends and we talked all the time on the phone. The natural step was let's get married because we couldn't be together unless we did, right? Because that's how the rules (laughs) go. So it was a whole learning curve and like he didn't know who he was when he arrived here so he was just discovering what career do I want to do where do we want to live because we had purchased a house and then six months after he had told me that he didn't like the house we were living in really yeah he just wanted to get it over with because he was sick of looking for a house So we ended up sitting down and writing out a must have list. I guess it was 20, June 2020. We started looking for our dream house that was my list and his list. So we we ended up buying a new build and we waited a year and a half for it. And we're going to be moving in this month. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's really exciting. It is really exciting. And people don't understand what happens when you actually get clear on what it is that you want in life and sit down and write it like, you know, pen to paper. It makes a difference. Um, I always tell my clients, you write what you invite into your life. So if whatever you want to invite in your life, like take the time to sit down, get clear on your intentions and what you want and write it down. And you don't need to know how it's going to happen. You just need to like have this be in the state of wonder. Like when you're a child, when you're writing your Christmas list, you don't like stop and say, oh, can my mom and dad afford this? No, you just write and you go from the heart and you just get in this state of like, wow, anything can happen, right? Yep, exactly. And that was what we were missing because I used journal as a negative outlet. So when I found out what you write down, you you're attracting to yourself. I went through my journal and I burned all of the negative inputs, everything. And I just started rewriting new things like, okay, so this is actually our house is is definitely a law of attraction. It's amazing actually how it went. So we found the house. It was at the top of our budget. So what happened was as we were driving home, we ended up passing the builder. So we stopped, went inside. We, we found the house that we had just looked at and we're like, we want that one. And then the woman basically guided us through the whole process. So for me, I had more faith than my husband did. He required that we sell our house first before he would sign the papers for the new house. So I said, okay, fine. So we went home. I had a for sale sign up on the house three days later. The house sold within three weeks. And we had a bidding war and we got exactly what we wanted for it. And then the next day we went to the builder and we said, look, we don't have any money, but we want to buy this house. And I looked at her and I said, I'm not leaving here until I have a house. So she she laughed and she said, okay, well, let me see what I can do because she knew us, right? Like we had gone in, we talked, we picked everything out. We just hadn't signed the papers yet. She phoned the owner and the owner said, okay, fine, tell them to give us this much money. And then when their house closes, we'll give them the balance. And we said, okay, deal. So that's what we did. I don't know if you're familiar, but when you buy a new house, they have a deposit structure. So you have to put 10,000 down upon signing. 
and then 20,000 after 60 days. And then 60 days after that, more and more and more money, right? Yeah. So we ended up putting a thousand dollars down <gasps> and then we paid $49,000 the day our house closed. Wow. And everything worked out smoothly. The builder was like, okay, they ended up calling us twice just to make sure that we were still in. And we we're like, yes, we're still in the house is sold. We're just waiting for the money to come through mm-hmm. and everything worked. So we've been renting now for a year and a half waiting for our house to be built. And it was supposed to be done October last year, but because of the wood shortages and, and now we have a, the strike with all of the trades. So it's, it's just, it's definitely, it's forced us to grow. And while we were here, I ended up taking an author program and I wrote a book. Nice. (laughs) It became a bestseller the next day. (gasps) Beautiful. Tell us about your book, Finding a Better Way. So my book is my journey, like what happened, where I came from. I, my, my parents are wonderful people, but as you know, Bob Proctor says, we all have our own paradigms, which is programs and habits. So mm-hmm. I was a product of my environment. And as soon as I learned that, I thought, okay, well, now I know what I need to change. So the, the first chapter of my book is where I came from, how my parents raised me and kind of some of the things that they had gone through in their life to shape me for who I am now. And then it just moves through my experience. Like I, I study the natural laws of the universe. And I honestly think we should learn that in high school. Because <laughs> right? <laughs> absolutely. Yes. If, if we all learn the natural laws of the universe, we wouldn't need governments. We wouldn't need police. Like everybody would just go with the flow, live in their best life. <laughs> absolutely. The natural laws of the universe is something that I teach all my clients. It's like um, when I start to teach them about manifesting, you know, I tell them about the law of attraction, but there are like 12 laws of the universe and everybody focuses on the law of attraction, but all these other 11 laws still help in the process of manifesting. So tell us a little bit about the laws that you talk about in your book. As you said, there are 12 main laws and the law of attraction is only a small form of them. And they all work together just like a spider web. The first thing that I had to learn was because I grew up in a Catholic household, I I built the belief that God was an angry man and I was going to hell because I had all of these sins under my belt. (laughs) Right. So yeah, when, when I actually learned who God really was, it completely changed my life. And like the first law is the law of oneness, how we are all divinely connected. And once I figured that out, I started using it to my advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, The next law, like law of attraction, everybody knows that because of the movie, the wonderful movie that came out. But the law of attraction also has a secondary law called the law of vibration. So the vibration is actually what you're attracting to you. So there's also the law of polarity. The law of polarity is you cannot be in a state of gratitude and also be in the state of anxiety. Yeah, or a state of fear. 
Yeah, exactly. They just don't go together when you're sitting there and you're in your, this is why I, even I tell my clients, like you need to do the first assignment that I tell all my clients, because they'd go through a 90 day program is you have to write 10 gratitudes a day. And a lot of my clients always like, you know, the next week I'm like, so did you do it for 10, you know, the next seven days? No, I forgot to do it. I'm like, this is such a valuable piece Mm -hmm. for your like, you know, transformation, because like you said, you can't be in fear and anxiety and gratitude at the same time. It's so important to take the time every single day to do your gratitudes. Yes, absolutely. And I think that what people don't understand is when you wake up and you right away go to your gratitudes, it sets your vibration to a higher level. So you attract better things to you all day long. Yeah. And when you're when you're in a higher vibration, you can actually manifest way faster than if you're in a lower vibration. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And going back to what Dana said earlier, when she said, you know, I used to journal as a way of like expressing myself and just dumping everything out. But if she looks back, she realized I had to burn those journals because I was vibrating in such a negative frequency that I was attracting all of these negative things into my life. And if you do kind of like a, a deep dive into yourself, because like like Dana did and I did, we self-evaluated like why we are where we are and went back to the roots of like, okay, my parents were raised this way. Their parents treated them this way. These are my paradigms, which are our set of beliefs and patterns. We could actually break them and change them, you know, and re-pattern ourselves, I guess. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. Reprogram. Reprogram. Yes. <laughs> No, absolutely. And that's the first step. If, if you want to change your life, you have to dig deep into yourself and figure out, okay, well, what am I thinking about all day long? Because our thoughts are completely habitual. So I remember for seven days, I had to analyze what I was thinking, whether it was negative, positive, how I felt about myself when I passed the mirror, all of that stuff came up. And I realized, wow, I'm very critical. And I was very negative, like all of my thoughts were negative. So everything I had written down in those journals in the past, I manifested and it was bad stuff. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So when I learned this, I was like, holy moly, this this is why everything is hard for me because I I believe in my heart that life is hard. Mm-hmm. Once you change that belief, oh my word, your life change. It's it's like a flower. All of a sudden you start to bloom. You start to meet better people, better opportunities come to you. You start attracting love and friendship and just everything. Everything just starts to come to you. It's amazing once you change your vibration to a higher frequency. So she has the law of oneness, the law of attraction, the law of vibration, the law of polarity. The law of cause and effect. So that would be directly to our journaling. When we write it down, that's the cause and the effect is what's showing up. So now what I write is I wake up in the morning and I do my gratitude. So that way, all day long, I have more things coming to me for me to be grateful for. So when you're ever in a bad mood, or if you're fighting with anybody, just be grateful. Look at 
the sky and say, I'm grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for the air that we breathe. I'm grateful for the water that we have. Just anything like I'm grateful for my coffee that I have in the morning. Right. <laughs> I'm grateful yes. that I can see. I'm grateful that my fingers work, my feet work. I'm grateful that my heart is pumping. There's so many things to be grateful for. Absolutely. But when you're in a really negative vibration, you don't see that stuff because all you can see is the low points. Yeah, exactly. So once I started learning the laws and I learned, I started learning about how like the mind and the conscious and the subconscious worked. I was just amazed at how our bodies work. So we are all governed under these laws. And if you learn how to use them to your advantage, you can have anything you want in your life. And that's what coaches and mentors are talking about. They are going to teach you to use these universal laws and guide you to the life that you want just by changing one simple habit at a time. And that's exactly what me and my husband did. We analyzed ourselves. Sometimes when we got stuck, we would talk to each other and be like, okay, well, what's, what's the major thing that you think is my negative point that's blocking me? And we would help each other through the blocks. And then at one point I was like, you know what, I want to go further. So I ended up purchasing a mentorship and that mentor opened me up to amazing things. And when you get a coach or a mentor, you can never go back, (laughs) right? Never go back. Like, even if you think, oh my goodness, this is, this is because sometimes growth is hard. Like it, it is like, it puts you in uncomfortable positions. It makes your anxiety go out the roof, but you, you have to know in your heart that this is excitement. This isn't anxiety. This is excitement because now I'm growing. I'm moving forward. My goal is one step closer to me. And that's what you need to focus on. Yeah, exactly. I think that people don't understand that coaches have already been there, done that. I kind of love the expression in my, my husband wrote a book um, and he wrote in, in the book, he's like, it's like, when my two sons are playing video games, one of them has already been through that maze. And so he'll tell Connor like, Hey, you know, this is how you get to this place. And you just avoid this trap and you go around this corner and you climb up these stairs and you avoid all of, you know, the icky traps of like losing or dying in the game. Right. And that's what a coach is trying to help you do. It's trying to help you to avoid all the traps, all the ways where you can fail, all the ways where you give up and say, I can't do this anymore. I also tell my clients like, you know, it's like when you're running at a marathon, you know, or if you've ever run a 5k, a 10k or a half marathon, like I've run two half marathons, but the last three or four miles, I don't want to run anymore. My legs hurt. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm dehydrated. Every muscle is cramping up. My stomach is hurting. I don't want to do it anymore. But the people that are on the sidelines cheering me on saying that I have, you know, enough strength, you know, motivating me to keep going. That's what a coach does. Motivates you to keep going to the finish line until you pass that finish line. And you look back and you're like, I can't believe I actually did that. I did it. Exactly. And that's what they're there for. Because when you are changing who you are, On those spots where you do experience the most amount of growth, most people want to move backwards and go comfortable again. Yeah. So that coach is there to push you into the uncomfortable spot to make sure that you stay on that path. 
So the one I like to use is the law of relativity. So the law of relativity is nothing is big or small. So a lot of people have money blocks. And honestly, that's something that I am working through right now as well. Yeah. (laughs) But when you when you look at a thousand dollars or you look at a million dollars, it's neither big nor small. It's what your perception tells you. So what happens now is when I'm thinking about money is I use the law of relativity and I'm like, no, that's nothing. So that it makes me more comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So the law of polarity, we already touched, but I want to go more into this because when I'm actually in a bad mood, I think of a pen and I look at the pen and I'm like, I can either be in a bad mood or a good mood. What, what do I want? What would I love? I would rather be in a good mood. Okay. So you can't jump from one to the other. And that's why meditation is so helpful because when you're in a bad mood, you can take five minutes out of your day and you can just visualize in your mind you being happy and going on with your day in an easier spirit. Mm-hmm. This episode is sponsored by CoachSnap. Are you looking for an all-in-one platform to help you build your coaching business? then you need CoachSnap. It allows you to schedule appointments, collect payments, train and support all of your clients' needs. Health, fitness, hockey, football, or even life coaches can use CoachSnap. It's the business platform that will help you be the best coach you can be. So the law of rhythm is one that I literally struggled with for a year. For me, I always called it like I I would even call my mentor and be like, okay, so I have two weeks of really good and then two weeks of really bad. Like, how do I balance this out? So she actually taught me the law of rhythm with it. So now when I am like, I do feel myself going down, it's natural. I know in my heart now that, okay, I'm going to go down, but I know that I'm going to go back up. So then I just look forward to going back up. Yeah, so that my mood ends up balancing out. And it doesn't feel the way it did before, because before it was like really heavy. Mm. Now I'm like, no, this is just the law. Everything is good. I'm working with the natural laws. Life is going to be great soon. Yeah, I tell my clients like the law, think of the law of rhythm is like cyclical, like everything has cycles, everything. The yeah. seasons have cycles. So you always can tell yourself, like, I'm just in this season, you know, like if you're going through a divorce or if you just lost a loved one, or if your friend betrayed you, like you're just going through this winter season, but eventually spring is going to come. Eventually summer is going to come, you know, but then again, you go back into fall and then back into winter. Same thing with like the butterfly, the butterfly has to go into the cocoon, you know, rain has to turn into clouds. You know, it just, it's cyclical. Everything is cyclical in life. And what people think or they don't understand. And this is something that I tell all my clients. It's like, you know, just because you're a Christian or just because you're a Catholic or just because you're a Jew or you're never going to have any hard times or, you know what I mean? Or just because you're a certain color doesn't mean you're going to have hard times or just because you have so much money in the bank account doesn't mean you're going to fall on hard times. Everybody does. Everybody has their dark days. And then, and then with the dark days, you're going to have bright and shiny days. It's life. And it's all in how you deal with those days. Really successful people, they treat the bad days as nothing because they know that tomorrow the sun is going to come up. Tomorrow Mm -hmm. is going to be a better day. So it's all about just moving through it with neutral feelings. Yeah. Knowing that you're going to like, it's for example, like the seasons, it's like, 
Winter is a time to harvest, right? It's time to prepare for the spring, summer, right? So think about the time when you're like grieving or in that time of just like solitude, like prepare. It's time for you to prepare for whatever's coming, you know? So take the time to journal, take the time to meditate, take the time to get yourself in a better mood and a better vibration. Mm-hmm. And I find that people who have children, they don't do that. Like that's what happened to me. That's why I spiraled down so far because I didn't take care of myself. I was always taking care of other people. So now I make sure that I take care of myself. I get up, I do my daily study, I do a meditation, I do my gratitude. I make sure that I'm in a good place And then I'm a better mom. I'm a better worker. I'm a better boss. I'm a better wife. Yeah. (laughs) So what would you tell a mom? Because I'm not a mother. I don't have children. I have, I'm a stepmom, but I have children, don't have children full-time and my stepkids are 18 and 15. So they well take care of themselves. You have three little ones, three, six, (laughs) and seven. What would you tell a mom who says, I just don't have time? Like, I can't even go to the bathroom by myself without the door being knocked on. Like, how do you tell them to really carve out time or to find, you know, time in their day to really make this your number one priority? That was me. I remember I had that excuse for the longest time. I don't have time. And then I realized, well, I'm never going to get better if I keep living the same day of hard and struggle and filled with anxiety. So it forced me, my discomfort forced me to make time for myself. So instead of waking up at seven, I started waking up at six because all it takes is one hour a day to change your life. And people just, as soon as you accept that, you can watch your life change. And like, even now I see my kids and it's like, wow, everything is just so different. Because as you're changing yourself, you're taking care of you. Your kids see that. Your kids see, oh, mommy's in a better mood. She's happier. She's more willing to play with us. She doesn't look so stressed out or anxious. It changes your family and and it's Mm -hmm. absolutely worth it. Yes, absolutely. So do you want to go back to the laws? <laughs> yes, I I'm, this is like, I love the laws. And so I'm glad that we're talking about this because I talk to my clients about it all the time. And so it's good that I'm on the phone or actually on a podcast with somebody that knows the laws. Yes, I love like me and my husband. It's actually our greatest conversation. We'll talk about the laws for hours on the weekends. It's awesome. So the law of gestation, which is also known as the law of gender, this is the law where you plant the seed and watch it grow. For me, it was, I wrote a book, then I got it published, and then I released it. So I planted the seed, I watched it grow, I watered it, I took care of it, I made sure that the soil was good and it was fertilized, and then My book launched and I became a bestseller the next day. Mm. That is the law of gestation. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And how many more laws do we have? What number are we at? I actually, in my book, I only reference seven because I I wrote this book before I got heavy into the laws. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. So tell us about your next book that you're going to write. So my next book, I actually already wrote it. It's called Seven Secrets to Manifest Every Anything You Want. So I have a process that I use anytime I want to manifest anything. So for example, 
I wanted to manifest a bestseller. So what I did was I woke up in the morning, I did my gratitude. I listened to The Magic Word by Earl Nightingale every single day. Mm. I did 50 lines of, I am so happy and grateful now that I'm a best-selling author. And that was every day until it happened. So I remember learning when I was doing my program, I remember learning commitment versus convenience. People will do what is convenient for them. But the difference is, is when you commit to yourself, it's a whole different level. Because I remember for the first year of this path, I was doing what was convenient for me. And I was noticing like my highs and my lows. But when I actually committed to it, I wrote a book in eight hours, like not even my mentor could say that she's done that. So I blew my mind. (laughs) And it was It was literally one night I was writing my lines and I was doing, I always listen to the music in the background. So that way I can feel the feels of actually becoming a best-selling author. And I just was like, oh, I have a new idea. So I wrote another book. That's incredible. (laughs) Yes. And it's awesome because when you're inspired, you collapse time. I remember, I remember Bob Proctor saying collapsing time. And I studied it. I was like, okay, I I went anywhere to see where I could find collapsing time and what it meant and how to do it. So that's, that's what it means. When you do your meditations and your visualizations and your gratitude and you get yourself in a really good, high vibing, great feeling place, all of a sudden, the things that you want literally are attracted to you. Once you make the commitment, I want to do something you're sending that vibration out into the world. So the next step is the action piece. The law of action is one of the 12. Unfortunately, I didn't write it in my first book. I will make another book with it though, because the law of action is so important. When you make that action step, you are putting yourself, you're moving yourself towards the goal as the goal is moving towards you. So when you're doing inspired action, you don't feel like you're working. It's just, you just go with the flow and the ideas are pouring through you. And I remember thinking to myself, I am going to get this done tonight. Wow. And I, <laughs> I was finished at 2.10 a.m. in the morning. I remember printing it and putting the copy on the dining room table. And I left a note for my husband and I was like, I did it. It is finished and I want you to look at it. That is incredible. You're inspiring me because I have been on the journey of writing a book for the last two years. I keep saying I'm going to do it and I just get stuck. I don't, and maybe it's because I'm not putting like some music on or getting myself into that like high vibrational frequency. I, I have such a, a disdain about like sitting down and writing a book. It's almost like I feel like I'm doing homework and I need to stop thinking about it in that way. So here's, here's a task for you. For the next 10 days, sit down, listen to your favorite music, and do 50 lines every single day. I am so happy and grateful now that my book is finished and at the publishers. Oh. And you will get so many amazing ideas that you will write the book in 10 days. Oh my gosh. I have yeah. seriously, because like I have been in such a place of like, okay, I've written the first chapter and I, I feel like I'm stuck on the first chapter and I re 
write the first chapter so many times, so many times. And I'll be in the shower and I'm like, oh, I need to add this to the book. And then I'll rewrite the first chapter again. And I get stuck on the first chapter. I have the outline. I know exactly what I want to write in the different chapters. I just have not sat down and written them. You know, like I know what I want to say, but when I get in front of the computer, I get in this place of just block. Like I don't want to do it. I get distracted. I'm on TikTok before I know it. I'm like, do, you know, on some other website, buying things I don't need on Etsy. <laughs> I, I'm going to do that. 10 days, 50 lines. Every day. I'm so happy and grateful now that my book is done. So you've actually got over the hardest step. The hardest step I found with writing a book is getting the chapters in order. And then once you get the chapters in order, then what you can do is you can go and you can come back. It makes it easier to follow the flow. So if you're getting stuck on chapter one, move to the next one. I know. And that's my type A personality. Like I have to go in order rather than just like sit down, write chapter eight, you know, sit down and write chapter five, you know, but in my type A personality, I like to check boxes. So I'm like, I'll have to check this box before I can go to the next box, which is the way my brain works. But I I love what you said, because I do sit in my I have a little meditation corner in my house. And I do my gratitudes, my what I call my quantum journal, because I learned it from Charlie Rocket, who is just like this incredible human being who talks about, you know, collapsing time and quantum leaping and everything that you want. There's a version of you out there living that life, you just haven't connected with her. Um, and I really love the way he describes it. He's like, so get like yourself a journal that's beautiful, leather bound, looks kind of like just like this amazing, bot, like almost like a Bible or something, you know, and you pick it up and you get a pen and you call it your magic pen. And then you write in the book in the present tense, the things that you want in your life. And I do this every morning. I do my meditation. I do my quantum journaling and I do my, um, my gratitude journal, but I've never like written in there about my book. It's, it's weird now that I'm thinking about it. I've never written like, I'm so happy and grateful now that my book is done, <laughs> which I need oh, to do. Next step. I'm so happy I could help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's always, it's always wonderful when I get guests who give me amazing nuggets of wisdom. So as we wrap up this episode, what would be your nugget of wisdom for anyone who is listening now? My nugget of wisdom is just decide what you want and be persistent to your goals. You owe it to yourself to fulfill your dreams and desires. And you can reach me anytime on Facebook, Dana Diaz Bermudez, or TikTok, Dana Diaz Bermudez. I also have an email called Dana Diaz Bermudez at Outlook.com. Love to hear from you. Yes. And you can get her book on Amazon, Finding a Better Way. Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. You can find me on the internet at fearlessfemale.com, on Facebook, The Fearless Female Movement, on Instagram, at Fearless Female Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And ladies, remember, we have the power to rise and face everything. Until next week, goodbye.